this is Tom Bailey, and you're listening to PF's Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's our old friend Kostaki. We actually did two iconic Atlanta things this week. We went to the MLK Center and uh, had some edutainment. And the next day we had no uh, edu, it was just tainment. We went to the Coca-Cola. I was gonna... it, it, it totally confirms the theory that Coca-Cola is an advertising company that has a soft drink. We talked a little football, uh, actually a lot of football and a little comedy, a little bit of both actually. So we're going to hear from Kostaki in just a little bit. We have a song of the week coming up from Cage the Elephant, our old friends from Bowling Green, Kentucky. But first, a dumb bit. Didn't have to do a lot of work on the dumb bit this week. Uh, former Secretary of State John Kerry uh, appearing before a, I guess, a congressional committee on climate change. And he is just basically urging the president to talk to climate change experts. And, uh, well, uh, Representative Thomas Massey of Kentucky tries to make Kerry look foolish. I'm just going to play this whole thing because there's really no jokes I can add to it. You, here you go. Secretary Kerry, I want to read part of your statement back to you. Instead of convening a kangaroo queen, Secretary Kerry, I want to read part of your statement back to you. Instead of convening a kangaroo court, the president might want to talk with the educated adults he once trusted to fill his top national security positions. It sounds like you're questioning the credentials of the president's advisors currently, but I don't think we should question your credentials today. Isn't it true you have a science degree from Yale? What's that? Bachelor of Arts degree. Is it a political science degree? Yes, political science. So how do you get My a regret. Bachelor of Arts in a science? Well, it's liberal arts education and degree. It's a bachelor. Okay, so it's not really science. So I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience in front of our committee today. I want to ask you. Are you serious? I mean, this I, is really a me, serious happening here. You know what? It is, it is serious. You're calling the president's cabinet a kangaroo court. Is that serious? I'm not calling his cabinet a kangaroo court. I'm calling this committee that he's putting together a kangaroo committee. What, are you saying that he doesn't have educated adults there now? I don't know who it has yet because it's secret. Well, you said it in your testimony. Why would he have to have a secret analysis of climate change? And, of course, on the Fox News website, they spun this as Massey standing up to carry in the liberal climate change uh, hoaxers. Uh, they didn't use that word, but that, that's, you know, clear that, that they were trying to do. And I, I know they were trying to do that because they conveniently left out uh, this part of Massey's response to Kerry. I'll play this part again. I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience in front of our committee today. It's not pseudoscience. It's just called political science. It's a science discovering, but it's not like it's it's not the other kind of science, idiot. Uh, what John Kerry is saying simply is he is saying, as a political uh, expert, a political scientist, if you were, let's talk to actual scientists about actual science to discuss climate change. I think it's somewhat appropriate that somebody with a pseudoscience degree is here pushing pseudoscience in front of our committee today. And yeah, that's all I got. I, I can't top this.
Kostaki Kanamopoulos is a stand-up comedian originally from Atlanta, Georgia. He was living in New York, but now he's living in Los Angeles. He'll talk all about that, talk about a lot of football. And uh, here now is our interview with Kostaki. Hey, man. How's it going, eh? Good. How are you? Good, good. Uh, as usual, I'd like to use the audio for this on my podcast, if that's okay with you. Yeah, man. Cool. All right. Awesome. Well, lots to talk about. Uh, I noticed it's um, it's going to be Atlanta week up in Minneapolis when you're there. Uh, you're, uh, I guess, uh, what would you say, neighbor, Sarah, former neighbor Sarah Tiana is going to be at the other club when you're at uh, Acme. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Fellow Falcon fan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It's a shame we can't get Miss Pat in the Twin Cities or something. Those are There you go. Those are the big three uh Falcon comedy fans that I know of. There you go. Yeah, I forgot I forgot she was from Atlanta too, yeah. Um yeah, so uh, how's it going, man? It's uh, I know it's kind of a, the uh low time of year for you at least as far as the football thing goes, but still a lot going on. Yeah, things are good. I uh, we moved to LA in September. It was a oh. bit short notice, and we had a newborn baby. Yep. Uh, so that was a crazy challenge. See that on the uh, Facebook. Never moved with a newborn baby. That's hmm. a bad construct. Uh, but now the kids sleeping through the night. We're all moved in. It's getting to be beautiful weather here, and uh, you know, life's good. Life's good. Why the move to LA? Did you have a you have a gig there, or is it just? Better for uh, the ten-year-old's mom got a job here. Ah, uh, so gotcha. We debated and wrangled and just up and came. Okay, because so it really doesn't matter where you could have been in New York or LA and. Yeah, I mean, I could be in Connecticut or yeah. Utah. I mean, I could kind of do it from wherever I am, and so can my wife. My my wife's primary source of income is an online uh, teaching program for photographers. I was going to say she's a photographer. Both, yeah. Somewhat mobile, you know. There you go. That that's good. Yeah, my uh, wife, I both work for home mostly. She works for a large package goods manufacturer uh, here in Cincinnati, um, and then I, uh, of course, work for uh, Josh Needs T-shirt company. Uh, most of the time, I can do that from home. So oh, uh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, gosh, so much to talk about. In fact, uh, to that end, um, well, I did something for my f- podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I wrote an article about defunct uh, football leagues um, for our sister site, Old School Shirts. And uh, I was going to – the the AAF, of course, just went out of business all of a sudden. And um, uh, y- your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know what? I never saw a full game. So I understand why I'm old. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's I didn't expect it to survive, but I thought I would make it through the season. Yeah, it seemed they had <laughs> enough money to do that. It's crazy. Uh, uh, anything to kill a good season by Steve Spurrier. I'm all for it. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, uh, were you a fan of the USFL back in the day? I mean, you know, it was kind of the beginning of my knowing anything about football and starting to pay attention to things like that. So okay. It's hard for me to even measure, but, you know, I did. I, I was in Georgia, and Herschel Walker was the story. Oh, that's right. So I, I definitely followed a little bit of that. Um, you know, I was rooting for Herschel. And in retrospect, I wish Herschel had just gone to the NFL. He'd, he'd probably hold some records by now. 
True. But, uh, you know, he sort of bounced around. <laughs> Ended up being sort of a weird journeyman player. He did. Despite his, all of his crazy skills. <laughs> Have you watched him in, uh, in, in any of those college clips? It's just... It's crazy. It's a man amongst boys just pushing people to the ground and well, running over them. It's funny you should say that. I, I'm a, I, I like a bunch of the USFL pages on Facebook, and someone posted a game against uh, Houston that was played on uh, this date in 1985, it must have been. And, uh, yeah, he d- runs from, like, the 14-yard line all the way across the field into the end zone, runs over people, and, yeah, it's just crazy. It's almost Earl, almost Earl Campbell-like. Um for those who remember Earl Campbell. Well, this is the thing, though, about the, the AF and then the USFL and people wanting football in the spring. I read this article. The reason I did the, the bit on the podcast was because I was like, on the one hand, they're so, oh, people don't want football in the spring. It's stupid. They have no interest. And then this guy in the same article says people are uh, are interested in the, in the combine and the draft. And I'm like, I think I'd rather watch a full game than a guy running wind sprints or some other guy reading names from a list every 15 minutes. <laughs> You know what? The, it's funny. I, I'm totally with you on the combine. I haven't figured out a way to embrace it, but I'll I'll take issue with your poo-pooing the draft. I think it's fun. I've it's been so a, well. It's so well produced on ESPN. They well, have packages ready to roll for everybody. Oh, yeah. They're debating all these things. They know what's up and who the best players available are. And it, it gets the NFL draft gets better ratings than the NBA playoffs. Isn't that astounding? That's crazy. Well, and they must be doing something right because I also pointed out in the same bit that they got 100,000 people in Dallas last year, which it's is absurd. insane. This year's Nashville. My brother's in Atlanta. He's going. A bunch of his friends I've, are like going to go up there and go to it. I've, it's, a, it it's gotten to be such a buzzworthy thing. It's so interesting to me. I've been a Browns fan since I was about 11 or 12 years old. And I approach the draft the same way every year. I wait for the Browns pick, and then I'm done. And just the first round pick. I'll, I'll read the next picks in the paper the next day. I don't care. Because a lot of these guys yeah. aren't going to make the team. A lot of guys turn out to be a butt, especially, you know, with our draft record the past couple of years, you know. It's just insane. <laughs> well, you got to be excited. It's like the best offseason of your whole lifetime. Oh, yes. And I'm surprised no one, no one has been a true Browns fan like me and said, so who breaks their leg first, Baker Mayfield or Odell Beckham? Because one of these guys, one of these guys is going down. I guarantee it. <laughs> I, I have a, uh, I have another Browns fan friend in my life, and uh, when the when the trade went down for Odell, he was like, "We're going to Miami. It's a Super Bowl run. This is <laughs> it. This is the year." I'm like, "Slow down. <laughs> let's 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 get to the playoffs first. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one step at a time. It was a big improvement last year, though. I have to admit, my you know, I'd kind of almost lost interest completely, and had so had my wife, who was even a more casual fan. But she even bought a, a couple Browns T-shirts last fall, and you know, we were watching what games we could. We're spoiled because if the Bengals aren't playing in Cincinnati, this station in Dayton is allowed to carry the Browns game. So we were oh, able, were able to watch it over the air that way, yeah, because we don't have the Sunday ticket or any of that nonsense. But yeah, so when, if they're scheduled at the same time. We're out of luck. We have to watch. The, you have to go to a bar, or do you have to? You know, we're stuck with the Bengals. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I so. think it's great. I, I, I would love to have a good Browns team. I think that'd be. A oh great man, that'd one. be actually before this season started. I said to my podcast partner, uh, "Quick snaps the podcast." Yes, the listeners out there. Yep. Uh, I said to Aaron. Uh, my prediction is this season the Browns are going to win four, five, six games. 
and then the next year they're going to go 10 and 6 and make the playoffs. So, and that was preseason this year. I thought they're going to yeah. be dramatically improved over the next couple of years. And so far, so good. I mean, they're definitely putting the pieces together. And it's not just those two guys. They got so many oh, yeah, stars yeah. on that team. The defense kept them in a lot of games this year. They were just on the field a little too much because the offense hadn't quite gelled. I'm kind of surprised. I thought, I didn't think Baker, I was one of them among those who said, you know, Baker Mayfield's not big enough. He's not tall enough, you know, but he, you know, he's he's getting the job done. I mean, you don't always have to be like a Drew Brees. Drew Brees wasn't big enough or tall enough, and you know, right? So yeah, so Drew Brees and Russell Wilson are the those are the uh, you know the outliers, the examples yes. of you don't have to be tall to be good. Like okay, all it right. helps. It's definitely a strike to not be tall. But right, right. It's possible. Yeah, and then you, you got get him. and I think you've got a lot. You know, uh, in, in the division, you know, Roethlisberger's on his. He's on the downward side of his career. I think. Um, right. Baltimore's looking for a new for quarterback, sure. and Andy Dalton's okay. He runs hot and cold, uh, and that's a fact. So when he has yeah. the talent around him, you know he's off the charts. And another time, they're just they're like a block of ice out there. So, so who's the downtrodden team going to be this year? You got to you got to put the Giants in the bottom five, right? Well, I guess yeah. That's def- and to me, the Giants and the Steelers are the teams that got. Got the had the biggest drop off of this offseason, and the Giants were already bad. So, yeah, <laughs> they're definitely bottom few, and the Dolphins probably, and maybe the Cardinals, and you know those are kind of the teams that you think about as not having it together right now. But you know it's the NFL; it's, it's true. a lot of parity. There's not that big a gap between you know the haves and have-nots in the NFL. Yeah, um, historically, but. But we'll see. Well, that's why we play the game. It's fun to watch. Exactly. I, I agree with you. I think the Browns are primed, man. All three of the other teams in the division are down, and they're surging. So let's do it. Fingers we'll crossed. The whole thing. Speaking of the Giants, or more so uh, Eli Manning, because you think he'd be ready for retirement. His brother's out of the league. But uh, as a comedian and as a football player, and maybe I'm wrong, but uh, you know the commercials that Peyton Manning does now with um, with Brad Paisley? You seen those? No, oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well, those crap. He's, back and forth, he's yeah. funny. Peyton Manning is a scream. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He was always good on SNL. Yeah, and uh, when he hosts something, yeah, know, yeah, like an awards thing. Or I had no good. idea. <clears throat> yeah, who he's knew? Funny man, he can hit a note. Exactly. You know, Eli is going to pass Peyton for uh, most all-time dollars from the NFL. It's crazy. Has he been in the uh, league longer overall? I mean, will he have been? Will he? Because it seems like he's he came in what two, three years after his brother, but he seems like he's had a much longer career. I don't know. We'll have to look that I'm up. Not sure about the chronology, but yeah. What was the joke on that? It might be his only completed pass this year. Uh, <laughs> if he passes his brother, there you go. <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, I you know uh, most of the Giants fans I know are so done with Eli. They're like, okay, that's enough. Bring in the new kid and let's let's get let's get on to the next chapter. Oh, they they have been keen for ages. My niece's husband is a big Giants fan. He was worn out on Eli uh, a long time ago. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. I guess so. <laughs> what is that team thinking? What is it? their two best players were? Well, I guess Saquon, but prior to last year, the two best players were Odell and and uh, that defensive player. What's his name? Uh, oh, I had a tip of my tongue. 
uh, Landon Collins, and they let them both go in this offseason. What are they doing? And it isn't like the Browns gave up a lot to get Odell Beckham. I'm like, oh, holy cow. We, we gave up uh, a good defensive back, but, I mean, they've had a lot, lot less trouble finding defensive backs historically than they have uh, guys that don't drop the ball. So I think there's just some personality conflict. They had to move him, and so they just got the best deal they could. So yeah. I, I, assuming there's no injury or flakiness, Yes. Both of those are a factor with this guy. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think the Browns got a good deal, so we'll see. Well, we also picked up a guy that, you know, punched his girlfriend, so and he's out for the first eight <laughs> eight games. So good good grief. <laughs> That's right, Kareem. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. Ah. yeah, yeah. You got Nick Chubb though, you'll be fine. That's another Georgia boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he did he did really well. Yeah, I think he just established a running game and uh and, and we'll be good to go. So well, uh, speaking of things not football, like like what else is new with you, man? Um, we got an uh, eight-month-old baby who yes. just went for a first swim this week. We had spring break, so I literally just got back last night. And uh, today I'm just like plowing through my to-do list trying to get everything done. So we took the uh, the 10-year-old and the, and the baby to Atlanta and then on to uh, Hilton Head and in that area, my wife had a business conference thing, so we tied in some family time and some and some business stuff, and it was really great to splash around the water for a kid with a kid for the first time. And oh yeah, was just like it was epic. She was so like just slapping her hands in the water and watching what happens. It was really cool to see. That's the fun part of being a dad. You get to kind of relive these discovery moments that kids have. Yeah, yeah, definitely. See the world through their eyes, for, you know. Yeah. It's, it's fun, man. And I ate too much and laid around and didn't work. It was great. Well, um, <laughs> today, today I'm back. Well, props to your hometown. It was uh, a year ago uh, uh, this month that we uh, we did, did our spring break in Atlanta. Um, my daughter's, my youngest daughter's idea, solely for the purpose of uh, going and visiting all the Stranger Things filming locations in Atlanta. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, there, we, I was, I pulled up a list of like top hundred things to do in Atlanta because we kind of looked at it as tourists, and I thought there were a handful of these like movie kind of TV show tour things. Now it's crazy. Yeah, we we did our own. We just looked them all up online. And um, we found the house of the main character by accident, uh, and then we lost the link, and then we spent, like, we were sitting in a Chick-fil-A trying to find the link again, and then we finally found it, and turned out we were only, like, five miles from it. So we went to, and it's way out in the sticks, uh, finding that one. But um, our favorite was uh, the, the last, you, you watch Stranger Things? No, I don't. I don't know that show. Okay, that's a Netflix show, recommended. But there's a, a lab in it that's uh, it's supposed to be, take place in indiana the georgia doubles for indiana of course and the lab is supposed to be like out in the middle of nowhere but it's on the campus of emerson university so when you drive up to it you see atlanta skyline right in the background but the way they shoot it they shoot it from the other side it looks like it's out in the middle of nowhere right yeah (laughs) right we actually did two iconic atlanta things this week we went to the mlk center and uh, had some edutainment, and the next day we had no uh, edu. It was just tainment. We went to the Coca-Cola. I was going to say, <laughs> which was it, it totally confirms the theory that Coca-Cola is an advertising company that has a soft drink. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those guys are amazing at branding. Uh, 
So those are two like really big, iconic Atlanta things. I had never been to the Coke Museum ever, and I hadn't been to the MLK Center in a good twenty years. So it was it was fun. Yeah, I think I'll do the MLK Center uh, next. I ran out of time. We went to a concert there. One of my daughter's favorite groups just happened to be in Atlanta as the opener opener for some band we'd never heard of. But I uh, took her down to the Metro down there in uh, underground Atlanta, and uh, yeah, it was it was a fun trip. Always love Atlanta. We we are we are. Big Atlanta stands, as they say. I like it. I wish I could get back there more. My uh, my brother's still there, my mom, a bunch of buddies. So it was nice to take the baby and introduce her to everybody. My aunt hadn't met her yet. And oh, cool. had had one day that all my friends came over to hang out. And, you know, we just had some pizza and hung out by the fire outside and uh, introduced them all to the kid. It was fun. Cool. So how, how often are you out on the road these days? I go about every other weekend. Okay. We we got the 10-year-old half of the time, so when we have her, I try to stay home, and when she's uh, at the other house, I try to go tell some jokes. There so you go. It's worked out pretty well. It's a pretty good schedule. It's a little, it's a little less than I'd like to be a comic, but it's a great way to be a dad. You know, I'm only gone about three, four, five, six, seven nights a month, you know, it, it varies from month to month, but, you know, it's a handful of days a yeah. month I'm gone. And uh, the rest of the time I'm here, I'm writing jokes, I'm working on radio stuff. Exactly. Prom- promoting gigs and doing all the extracurricular stuff it is to be a comic. All the marketing? Uh, yeah, all the marketing. That's true. Uh, tell your listeners to come join me on Facebook. I'm building a machine over there on the uh, Facebook fan page. I'm doing all kinds of stuff. We're doing caption contests. And okay. I'm, I'm going to be... Hmm. I'm going to be pushing on out your... the, uh, uh, a lot more content in that universe. I'm kind of planning for the fall. It's going to be like the big launch time for a lot of stuff. Oh, there you go. In fact, next month I'm going to do uh, a meme for every team. There's 31 days in May, and there's 31 NFL teams. Fuck the Patriots. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so every day we'll have a we'll have a meme for uh, a new NFL team all, all through May. Cool. So, is that yeah, on your, doing fun stuff over there. Now, is that on your regular page, or you're, do you have a Facebook fan page now? Uh, yeah, it's it's the fan page. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I've been invited like that. The page is all full up. I got, I got I, all, the, all the people I can get. So. I don't know which one I'm... Come on over to the other one. That Let me one's see. limitless. I'm, I'm clicking around now to see. I think we might be... I might have gotten to be friends with you before you got full, or maybe I'm just on the fan page. But we'll direct folks to that. That's... Uh, that's for sure. Maybe you should warm up, um, like in June, go up to Canada, do some CFL stuff, and then uh, come back down. And <laughs> <laughs> What about the XFL? Is that going to be oh, the Lord. Same, meet the same fate? Hey, uh, you know, getting back to that for a sec, that's the other thing I was going to mention is that I got invited onto a radio show here that um, Josh is friends with one of the big sportscasters here in town, and I volunteered and said, hey, you want to, when the AAF was going to debut, I said, you want to talk about defunct football leagues? I happen to be an expert. So he has, and he wanted to make fun of it, and believe me, there's loads to make fun of. But the one thing that people forget is the common thread through all these leagues is it's mo- it's made up of guys that want to play football. <laughs> they're really passionate yeah. about it. And they're unfortunately at the mercy of people that sometimes they have money, and oftentimes they don't. And it's, it's kind of a sad thing because, you know, these guys are putting their heart and, and soul out there. They want to get back to the NFL and, you know, get footage of them in current action. And, you know, it's just... Yeah, I, that's a part of it I appreciate at least is that these guys they want really want to play. Yeah, of course. I, I like the 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 AAF. I, they they did something that I've always, as a fan, I always wished that leagues would do more of. They 
put an emphasis on keeping regional stars regional. Yes. You know, like, like Trent Richardson played in Alabama, you know, like that's, that's how it should be. Yeah. Cause then, then there's a connection for the fan base already before you even blink. Like they want to go see if Trent still has it in him. And he did. He had a great season. Up, up until they stopped paying him. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so to, to confirm, we are friends on Facebook and I also like your page. So, um, cool. I'll be, we'll be, uh, pointing people toward that because uh, people really enjoy the, the football stuff. Apart from the football, like uh, what are you talking about on stage these days? Just the uh, life in general, having the family, having the, the daughters? Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of family stuff now. We, we had some fertility challenges, so I'll cover all that in the show. And, right. uh, you know, we had a happy ending with that. And, uh, you know, we had the, we have the one kid half of the time, the 10 year old and then the eight month old we have all of the time and it turns out all of the time is way too much of the time <laughs> <laughs> so there's some jokes like that you know where i'm kind of discussing that i didn't know how good i had it with this uh, co-parenting thing you get a break you know <laughs> this kid doesn't ever leave <laughs> so the, some of it's some of that sort of you know the grown-up uh you know experiencing all of all of it that it is to be the parent all the time, you know? So it's fun. We're going to do, uh, I'm going to do some taping at Acme, uh, for Sirius and, uh, I'll probably get some video stuff too that I'll put on the, on the, on the Facebook page as well. So oh, cool. Come all on right. out and be a part of it, everybody. All right. Well, a lot to look forward to there. Cool, man. All right. Well, appreciate you taking the time, brother. Um, and I know you were in Cincinnati a couple of months ago maybe or something and I, I think i probably ended up recycling the city pages piece we did for that for cincinnati because oh yeah i all, love that little place it's man. all about that efficiency got some heart. yeah yeah absolutely so i uh, hope we'll get you back there again soon as well and uh, absolutely yeah say hi to mr sneed for me will do sir all right man all right <laughs> good all right, luck to your falcons again. all right next time yep all right bye-bye bye Thanks again to Kostaki Economopoulos for being on the show. He is the biggest name in comedy, of course, uh, shortened to Kostaki in most instances. So for you folks in Minneapolis, he's coming your way April 23rd through the 27th. And then in May, he's doing a bunch of one-offs in the Midwest, Janesville, Quincy, Kokomo, uh, not the one the Beach Boys sang about, the one in Indiana, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and Kalamazoo. Hey, I've got a gal there. I tried that joke somewhere uh, at at my day job, and nobody understood what I was talking about. Really? Who? (laughs) What girl? Anyway, uh, so you can find Kostaki in those places. To find Kostaki tour information, go to kostaki.com. That's C-O-S-T-A-K-I. And that'll lead you right to all all things Kostaki Economopolis, including all his great NFL stuff. You want to check that out. All right, so we're going to skip the usual promos because, as usual, nothing to report uh, on that front. Nothing new to report on that front anyway. But in the meantime, do check out Nerdy Liza on YouTube and uh, catch up to Fangirl on her blog. Check, check, hey. Just type check, check, hey blog, and that should take you right to her blog. There you have it. All right, so uh, time for the song of the week. It's our old friend's Cage the Elephant from Bowling Green, Kentucky. Not the Bowling Green I went to for college, although many people think that. Um, weirdly, 
I know I mentioned this before, probably when we discussed cage, I mentioned this before. Uh, both Bowling Greens are about the same size. The universities are about the same size. So it's really kind of odd that they're uh, similar in that case. And fun fact, Bowling Green, Ohio, named for Bowling Green, Kentucky. How about that? So anyway, Cage the Elephant hail from uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky. Don't know if any of them went to Western Kentucky University there, but their uh, new album is called Social Cues, and I'm sure they're going to be out on the road this summer doing a lot of festivals. That's really their, uh, that's the best way to see Cage, I think. That's one of those bands that's, that's a much better festival. Well, I haven't seen them in a regular venue, so I really can't say for certainty, but my sense is they are a great festival band, and it's probably the better place to see them as opposed to, say, uh, the opposite. I think the 1975, I've seen them in both, and I reckon I'd rather see them in an actual venue uh, as opposed to a festival, but we're going to see them this year uh, within a week and a half of each other in the same town. They're coming to Cincinnati to play a venue, and they're coming back for our Bunbury Festival. Stay tuned for that. All right, so anyway, uh, anyway, the new Cage tune, uh, by the way, from their well, man, they had a tough time picking one out. They released a couple of singles, and uh, you've probably heard some of them on Alternative Radio. This is Ready to Let Go. I'm not sure what order it came out in, but I completely forgot they had a new album, so I've been kind of plunging through the, uh, plundering through the whole album. And I'm really digging this track a lot. It was one of the singles. So this is going to be our track of the week on PS Tape Recorder. It's Cage the Elephant, ready to let go. So long, and thanks for listening. Someone down, someone down, over Pompeii. On both sides of hours broken. Oh my, my, I'm the one trying to hide this damage done. One day, all our secrets will be we slow dance, I became your statue frozen Times I wondered, are we just a puff of smoke here? Underneath this bed of ashes still withholding everything like we were never close Don't you worry baby, no sis trying to change